Good morning and happy Sabbath. Welcome to the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast. It is Eyes on Prophecy. I'm your host, Pastor Vince, and we're back once again. Welcome to another edition of Eyes on Prophecy. We come together every Sabbath morning and we study Bible prophecy together. And I'm so glad that you are back with me. If you listened to the program last Sabbath, this is going to be part two of our study. If this is your first time, welcome. But I encourage you, if this is your first time listening, to go back and listen to last week's episode of Eyes on Prophecy. It would be part one. Uh, You can scroll back and find uh, Eyes on Prophecy part one as we started our introductory study of Bible prophecy. You know, the Bible says in Luke uh, chapter 8, verse 10, Jesus says, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables, that seeing uh, they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Again, that's from Luke chapter 8, verse 10. Now, many of the apocalyptic prophecies were given while the prophets were in a hostile foreign land. So one reason God cloaked the prophecies and symbols was to protect the messages. You've heard me say more than once that there's a lot of symbolism in the Bible and especially when it comes to, uh, uh, pertains to uh, the book of Revelation. Many people are afraid to study the book of Revelation. They say it's a scary book. There are, uh, they're intimidated by the symbolism. But friend, our uh, purpose for studying Bible prophecy, or I should say one of our purposes for studying Bible prophecy is to be able to understand the symbolism and to know what God is trying to teach us through these symbols. But I also mentioned that not only is the book of Revelation the book that we should study when it Uh, concerns Bible prophecy, we should also study the book of Daniel. We should study Daniel and Revelation together as a pair, because essentially the Old Testament, which is Daniel, points to the New Testament, which is Revelation, and vice versa. But really, uh, uh, there are Bible symbols all over the Bible. And if you listened to last week's episode, you heard me share the various uh, symbols of Bible prophecy and where in the Bible these symbols are mentioned. So really, these symbols are mentioned all throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. But when it comes to studying Bible prophecy, the main books would be, like I said, uh, Daniel, Revelation, even Matthew chapter 24, and just a whole uh, plethora of verses throughout the Bible dealing with uh, Bible prophecy. So in this week's episode, I'm not going to start by going back over what I covered last week. Again, I invite you to uh, go back and listen to last week's episode, which would be labeled as part one, because today is going to be part two. What I will tell you right now are the symbols that we covered last week, but I won't 
go any further. I won't get into the actual Bible verses, uh, where they're found, and things of that nature. Last week, we covered um, animals and body parts. We looked at the meaning of horse, dragon, beast, lamb, lion, bear, leopard, serpent, tongue, wolf, dove, ram, goat, horn, and wings. So we covered about 15 different symbols last week. I gave you, like I said, I gave you the meaning and uh, the Bible verses where they could be found. Friend, I also want to reiterate this week that um, not only should Daniel and Revelation be studied together as a pair, I also uh, asked you to start reading uh, Daniel uh, chapter 7 because when we get into the meat of our study, when we get into the actual first Bible lesson, um, it's going to be based off of uh, Daniel chapter 7. I mentioned that our resources for our Eyes on Prophecy program uh, primarily, of course, would be the Bible. So, I mean, that goes without saying. We're going to be, uh, you know, studying the Bible. We're going to be looking at the Bible itself. But we're also going to be using the Amazing Facts uh, Bible lessons, uh, Bible study guides. Um, I was introduced to the Amazing Facts Bible study guides uh, 20 years ago. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, 20 years ago this year, I was introduced to the Amazing Facts uh, study guides, and they are wonderful. I've used them over the years to give Bible studies to others, and um, as I'm going to be studying with you here on Eyes on Prophecy, so in probably two or three weeks, we're going to get into the first lesson study entitled, Who is the Antichrist? So I know you cannot wait for that. Also, I'm going to be using as a resource something called, it's a book called, the Forgotten Commandment and the Mark of the Beast Crisis. It was written by a local pastor here in the Charlotte area. His name is uh, uh, Carrie Rogers, and uh, we're going to be using that as a resource as well. So in addition to our Bibles, it's going to be the Amazing Facts Study Guide and the Forgotten Commandment. So please, again, over the next several weeks, start reading uh, Daniel chapter 7. As a matter of fact, please have Daniel chapter 7 completely read um, within the next two weeks. And um, that way you'll uh, be prepared for our first lesson study entitled, Who is the Antichrist? So without further ado, we're going to get into our study today. This will be part two of Eyes on Prophecy. Uh, well, not part two of, uh, of the program itself, but uh, part two of our lesson study. Uh, we're in the introductory phase right now. And so I encourage you to, to grab a pen, pencil, some paper, take some copious notes. Um, I had a business partner years ago that used to say, take copious notes. And if you're not familiar with the word copious, it was a word I had to learn as well. I had, to, I had not heard it before. My business partner mentioned it or used it several years ago. And copious basically means to take plenty of notes. If I say take uh, copious notes, that means to take plenty of notes, take a lot of notes. So be prepared to take copious notes as we go through 
our lesson study. Before we go any further for today's lesson, let us have a word of prayer. Loving Father, thank you so much that we're able to come together once again for another Eyes on Prophecy program. We are eager to study your word, to learn what you have to to teach us about uh, Bible prophecy and how we need to prepare for Jesus' second coming. Father, we thank you so much for for your word, and uh, there's just so much that we are eager to learn today and moving forward. Uh, Please be with us, prepare our minds, prepare our hearts to receive what you have to teach us today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, friend, let's go ahead and just dig right in. I also mentioned last week that our meetings, if you will, here on Eyes on Prophecy, I don't anticipate them to be more than 30 minutes long. I mean, the average episode or the average program length here on our podcast is under 30 minutes. Um, And, you know, there are many reasons why we do that. Um, I don't believe in um, exhausting any any particular material. Um, I think way back when we first started this podcast uh, two and a half years ago, uh, there were some episodes that were 45 minutes, an hour long, and because, you know, that was the material that I was covering, but, um, you know, we're just going to let the Holy Spirit work and move uh, through us, but I anticipate every meeting that we have for our Eyes on Prophecy, just expect to be together a good 30 minutes, somewhere around 30 minutes. If it's a little longer than 30 minutes, maybe maybe 40 minutes, I don't know, again, we're going to let the Holy Spirit move, but um, I don't intend on um, exhausting you with a whole bunch of information in one episode. We're going to break it up. We're going to take our time and we're going to study God's word concerning Bible prophecy because there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to know. This is a material that you don't want to rush through. So, yeah, just please expect every meeting to be 30 minutes ish 30 ish 30 ish minutes okay all right so let's get into our material for today we're continuing our symbols of bible prophecy i mentioned a a little while ago we looked at about 15 different symbols last week we're going to continue through our list and this should take us probably another couple weeks or so to finish up our lesson um, on the symbols of bible prophecy and then we'll get into the meat of who is the Antichrist, our first uh, Amazing Facts study guide. So get ready to jot these down. As I did last week, I'm going to give you the actual symbol, the meaning, and the Bible verse or verses where these symbols can be found. The first one is white, the color white. Many of us know white means purity, so that's what white means here when it concerns Bible prophecy. White means purity. And you're going to want to look at Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, as well as Revelation 20, verse 2. Um, Many of these symbols, as I've said before, many of these symbols you're going to be familiar with. You'll say, oh yeah, okay, uh, 
yeah, I've heard that before. Or, yeah, I knew that. And you may have seen these symbols or these words used in another context. But you'll see as we go along. So the first one is white, means purity. Revelation 20, verse 2. Revelation 12, verse 9. The second one, blue. The color blue, which means law. Have you heard of something called the blue laws? Well, the topic of blue laws is something that many people have discussed concerning Bible prophecy. And maybe we'll get to that down the road concerning uh, uh, blue laws. What does that mean? Or what is its uh, connection to Bible prophecy? So blue equals law. Look at Numbers 15 verses 38 and 39. Also, you ever wonder why police officers, their their uniforms are blue? You ever wonder that? Well, we just said it. Blue equals law. So the traditional police uniform is blue. So there's the connection. So that's a good way to remember many of these symbols. You know, put them in the context of everyday life, put them in the context of, you know, a real world situations. And so that's another one. Uh, purple. Okay. You may have known this as well. When I tell you the meaning purple equals royalty, purple equals royalty. You can look at Mark 15 verse 17 judges eight verse 26. The next one is red or scarlet, which means sin or corruption. Again, red and scarlet equal sin and corruption. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18, Nahum chapter 2 verse 3, Revelation 17 verses 1 through 4. Have you ever heard of the book, The Scarlet Letter? If you're familiar with the book, The Scarlet Letter, and what that story is about, you'll see the connection between scarlet and sin. So there you have it. There's another familiar one. Next, we're going to get into metals, elements, and natural objects. So we just looked at colors, white, blue, purple, red, and scarlet. Now we're going to get into another uh, category of symbols. We're going to look at metals, elements, and natural objects. The first one is gold. Gold stands for pure character, precious and rare. Look at Isaiah 13, verse 12. And let me just stop right there and just add something that I already mentioned last week. And that is, we are going through these symbols in, uh, in Bible prophecy to lay the foundation. It's important that we understand the symbolism, that we take a look at the symbols and what they mean. So when these symbols come back, as we're studying as these symbols are used in the context of the Bible in our lesson study, it'll make more sense. In other words, um, the lessons and the Bible verses we're going to be uh, referencing 
as we go along will make sense because you will have already learned the symbols, right? And their meanings. Just like in school, um, I guess depending on on the uh, on the uh, subject. I remember in school um, there were certain classes where the teacher would go over the definitions. You would learn the definitions before you got into the actual lessons, and that helped me a lot. I know I think probably like certain English classes, maybe history, whatever the course was. If you had a teacher or an instructor or, or a professor that started off by uh, defining terms, making you learn definitions, essentially, it helped you later on because when you because when those words came up again, um, it helped to make the material more understandable. And so that's what I'm trying to do here. We're going to learn the symbols themselves. We're just going to focus on the symbols right now. So when they come up later, you'll know them, you'll understand them, and the material will make more sense. All right, so let's continue on. Silver, I just gave you gold, which means pure character, precious and rare. I told you to look at Isaiah 13 and 12. Next is silver, which means uh, pure words and understanding. Pure words and understanding. Jot down Proverbs chapter 2, verse 4. Proverbs 3, verses 13 and 14. Proverbs 10, verse 20. Proverbs 25, verse 11. And Psalm 12, verse 6. Next, brass, tin, iron, lead, silver dross. That's D-R-O-S-S, silver dross. Again, brass, tin, iron, lead, and silver dross stand for impure character. Impure character. Ezekiel chapter 22, verses 20 and 21. Next, this one you're going to know right off the bat, but I'm going to go ahead and explain it anyway. Water. Water. Which means Holy Spirit or everlasting life. So any reference to water, or when you see the word water in the Bible, it stands for Holy Spirit, everlasting life. John 7 and 39, 4 and 14, Revelation 22 and 17, Ephesians 5 and 26. Next one, waters. So we just had water, singular. Now it's water, plural, or waters with an S on the end, which means inhabited area, people, nations. Revelation 17 and 5. Next will be fire. This is very familiar to many of you, I'm sure. Fire means Holy Spirit. Luke 3 and 16. Next would be tree, which means cross, people, nation. 
Many people uh, say that our Savior was hung on a tree. You may have heard people say something along those lines. So many people use the word tree in place of the word cross, but tree means cross or people or nation. Deuteronomy 21 verses 22 through 23. Also Psalm 92 verse 12, as well as Psalm 37 verse 35. Next would be seed, S-E-E-D, which means descendants, also means Jesus. Romans 9 and 8, Galatians 3 and 16. Next would be fruit. You ever heard of fruit of the spirit? So fruit means works, actions. Go to Galatians 5 and 22. Also, the Bible says, by their fruit, you shall know them. Again, fruit is talking about works or actions. By their actions, by their works, you shall know them. Fig tree, a nation that should bear fruit, is what it means. Again, fig tree, a nation that should bear fruit. You can take a look at Luke 13, 6 through 9 for fig tree. The next one is vineyard or, vi or, or, vi or vineyard. Some people say vineyard. Some people say vineyard. Means a church that should bear fruit. A, sh a church that should bear fruit is vineyard. Luke 20 verses 9 through 16. Okay, we're, we're covering a lot today. But we have a little more time left, and I want to get a few more in for this week. Again, let me just reiterate the reason why we're going through the symbols is because we want to lay the foundation. We want to define terms. And so when these terms come up again in our studies, you will already know their meanings, and it will help to make everything a lot clearer for you. Because when we're studying Bible verses, you know, when Bible verses come up, um, when these words are used in our lesson studies in general, it'll make the lesson a lot more clearer, a lot more understandable, because again, you will have, you know, you will have learned the actual term. So um, we could just be reading whatever, and that term is used, and you can say, oh, okay, I understand what the term means, and I understand what they're trying to get across in this lesson or what God is trying to show me in this, <clears throat> excuse me, in this particular Bible verse. So we're going to keep moving on. We got not a lot more to do today. Just a few more terms to go through. So next will be field. Field, F-I-E-L-D. Field means world. You can look at Matthew 13, verse 38. John 4 and 35. Next would be harvest. I know you've heard the word harvest before. It's used in the Bible. 
harvest, end of the world. It means end of the world. Matthew 13 and 39. So let me back up because I think I made a mistake here. Okay, so field, I told you field means world. I gave you Matthew, Matthew 13 and 38, John 4 and 35. Okay, then harvest, I said, is the end of the world. And that's Matthew 13 and 39. The next one would be next one would be reapers, reapers, R E A P E R S, reapers. Means angels. Jot down Matthew thirteen and thirty nine again. Next would be thorns, or thorny ground. Stands for cares of this life. You look at Matthew four. I'm sorry, Mark four verses 18 and 19. Next, stars. Stars. Stars means angels or messengers. You look at Revelation chapter 1, verses 16 and 20, as well as Revelation 12, verse 4. I'm sorry, a Revelation, yes, a Revelation 12, verse 4, as well as Revelation 12, verses 7 through 9, and Job 38, verse 7. Okay. Next would be Jordan equals death. We're familiar with the River Jordan in the Bible. So Jordan means death. Romans 6 and 4, Deuteronomy 4 and 22. Next, mountains. Mountains stand for political or religious political powers. Political or religious political powers. You'll want to look at Isaiah 2, verses 2 and 3, Jeremiah 17 and 3, as well as Jeremiah 31 and 23. Jeremiah 51 and 24 and 25, Ezekiel 17 verses 22 and 23, Daniel 2 verses 35, 44 and 45. Next is rock. Okay, I know you know this one. Even if you know nothing about Bible prophecy, even if you are not, you know, you don't consider yourself a Bible scholar, I know you know the meaning of rock. But I'm going to tell you anyway. Rock means Jesus. Rock means Jesus or truth. I always read during our program, Sunset Praise, I read from Psalm 92. And toward the end, the Bible says, he is my rock. There is no evil in him. Who is that rock? That rock is Jesus. 1 Corinthians 10 and 4. Isaiah 8 verses 13 and 14. Romans 9 and 33. As well as Matthew 7 and 24. The next is sun, S-U-N. That also equals Jesus. 
or the gospel. You can find that in Psalm 84 and 11, Malachi 4 and 2, Matthew 17 and 20, I'm sorry, Matthew 17 and 2, John 8, verse 12, as well as John 9, verse 5. And our last symbol for this week is winds, W-I-N-D-S, winds. Winds equals strife or commotion or winds of war. Many of you are familiar with God holding back the winds of strife as mentioned in the Bible. That is a a prophetic statement as well. Right now, God is holding back the winds of strife. He is holding back the coming destruction upon this earth. Many of us who know our Bibles understand that first, the earth was destroyed by water. We know the account of Noah and the flood and so forth, how God destroyed evil and wickedness off the face of this earth by water. Next, according to Bible prophecy, according to the book of Revelation, this earth will be destroyed by fire. So we'll get into that more later on down the road, but I need you to understand right now that winds equals strife and commotion or winds of war. You'll look at Jeremiah 25 verses 31 through 33, Jeremiah 49 verses 36 and 37, Well, it looks like we were having some technical problems there. Um, The system only allowed me up to 30 minutes and I wasn't familiar with that. Um, So actually the system cut me off when I was speaking. So I'm just adding this to the episode right now, friend. Um, I'm sorry about that. I was not aware that that was gonna happen before it happened because we we were talking about winds of strife and I was giving you the Bible verses and it just cut me off. So. I needed to come back and add some more to it. So now I know what I need to do moving forward. I mentioned earlier that these episodes should not be more than 30 minutes, but I didn't say that because I knew it was going to cut me off after 30 minutes. I was just, you know, in my head just thinking, okay, well, we're not going to go more than 30 minutes. Well, at the 30 minute mark, it just cut me off. So I apologize. And we're going to go ahead and wrap this up for the the week anyway. Um, We're talking about winds of strife, commotion, winds of war. It means I gave you Jeremiah 25, 31 through 33, 49, verses 36 and 37, Jeremiah 4, verses 11 through 13, and Zechariah 7 and 14. We're going to wrap up this week. Our symbols of Bible prophecy will continue next week. So please join me back here on the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast next week by God's grace for another Eyes on Prophecy. Let us close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time that you spent with us to study your word, to understand Bible prophecy, to understand the the symbolism in Bible prophecy. 
please help us to understand clearer what it is you're trying to teach us, how we need to prepare for Jesus' second coming. Uh, please bless everyone who is listening to this program and prepare their hearts and minds to study more, to dig deeper, and to receive what you have to teach. Thank you so much is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Friend, this is Pastor Vince. Thank you once again for joining me. May God be with you. God bless you. Have a blessed rest of your Sabbath. It's a beautiful Sabbath morning here in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. I don't know what it's like where you are, but anyway, please have a great Sabbath. Have a great weekend. And by God's grace, we'll come back together next week on Sabbath morning, which is Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern time here on the podcast. Until then, this is past events. Be blessed and stay safe.